Hey, recording live. The newest episode of Mindset Moves Podcast. Exclusively for you, the members of The Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs. I love helping other people to not have to go through some of the tests and trials that I did if possible. This is where you get the first dibs of the best business strategies ever so you can grow your revenue while minimalizing your time, your efforts, and your energy. There's great coaches. There's people in this field. So yeah, you want them on your team. Hi, and welcome to the newest recording of the show, Mindset Moves, recorded live for you exclusively in the Minimalist Method for Prosperous Entrepreneurs on Facebook. So if you're not already, if you're watching on or listening on any other platform and you're not already in that group, you definitely want to head over to Facebook and um, join the Minimalist Method for Prosperous Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Marta Saray Greca, CEO of Media, the Creative Agency. And today I'm here with Judy Weber, and we're going to talk to you um, business owners who are feeling like you're plateauing at those 10k months and you'd love to get to those 50k months what's the secret sauce there but before we go on judy tell our listeners and viewers who are you what's your story and why the heck should they listen to you <laughs> i told you before we hit live it's a long winded you know windy story aren't they but all i love I, it i am a you know small town girl from a poor family we didn't have much, but we had love in the house and Jesus Christ. And so with that, this girl, I had big dreams. I remember as a little kid saying to my mom, mommy, I'm going to be a millionaire. Now you got to understand my dad was a factory worker making at the time, like just, I don't even know how many dollars, but the most he ever made in a year was like 30 something. Maybe he hit 40 one year when he was working like three jobs. So I came from that kind of humble beginning, but I always had big dreams. And so um, I remember as a little girl, I wanted to be a lawyer but I didn't think people like me, poor folk, could be a lawyer. So anyway, it's a long windy road, but I'm the first to go to college and did very well. Wanted to go to law school, but again, the lack of belief, like it's not possible for me, prevented me from going for five years. I had five-year gap, did sales. I, I've been sales ever since I graduated college in some form or another. Then I finally got into college, pursued it, um, or rather law school, pursued that, graduated in the top of the class, got a great job met a wonderful man, had a baby. <laughs> and as soon as I was pregnant, I was blacklisted. So if anybody here has been in corporate or the law or, you know, financial industries where it's mostly men, uh, and this, I'm not, I don't mean to men bash, but that's the environment in which it was. And even the women partners, like how dare they thought, how dare this, this young woman have a baby before she made partner. So I was blacklisted, um, had three boys left the practice of law within weeks cried. I said to my mom, how did you have six kids? I know you have six kids, which is amazing. And I go, this is harder than any trial I was ever on. She just laughed at me and she goes, Judy, you'll be fine. Anyway, long story short, I love it. In, in 2008, when my boys, I have three boys, they were two, four, and almost seven. I'm like, okay, I love my boys. I'm blessed to be home full-time 
but I got to do something else. And there was so much guilt around that, Marta, so much guilt that I felt like, how dare I have these healthy, beautiful kids. I live in this amazing house and yet I don't feel content, but yet I felt driven you know, to do something else. So through the years, I did many, many things. My first business was as an interior decorator. Um, within like a month or two, I had 10 clients because I, I'm great at marketing strategy and I, I'm bold, you know? I don't know, God just made me that way. Anyway, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, got divorced, um, found a new guy, went back to the practice of law, then an opportunity in-house. So not only did I have years and years in trial law, I also has had experience in the C-suite around that table. And let me tell you something, that was an experience. So I tell you all this to say that- What does that mean, by the way, to people that don't know what that means? People don't know. Okay. So around the C-suite table, it's mostly men. And in this particular environment, it was, a, it was like, I don't know, $50 million company, international, whatever. It was really an amazing opportunity. I couldn't even believe it. Like, pinch me. This, me, I'm here around this table. And I have to say, though, most of the men were really great. But the boss was a real a-hole. I mean, seriously, he was a male chauvinist pig. He said crazy remarks. I'm his general counsel and his director of HR. And I would say to him, you better knock it off. Like, if you say that to the wrong employee, we're going to be sued. And it was kind of like, yes, dear, yes, dear. And I finally had it at the end when he he would often say little smir- snarky comments in a meeting with the executive team. And um, one day I just was, I was just done. And, and I would give it back to him, you know, but I was just done. And I got to tell you this, then I'll end this up. Okay. No, so, this is interesting. I love it. I remember going to him after that meeting and I said, hey, Gary, you know what? You will not treat me like that again. You say you don't want a yes person and you know that ain't me. And yet when I push back and when I perform and I tell you as your lawyer, as your second hand, your right hand, you better knock it off. You give me crap. I said, and I'm tired of it and not going to do it again. You know what his response was to me, Marta? Hmm. It wasn't, I'm sorry. It was, it was more about my feelings. He's like, oh, did I hurt your feelings? And I go, look, here's the deal. You're going to tell me right now that you're going to respect me, you know, in the position or I'm out of here. And he thought I was kidding because he kept saying, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. I said, that's it. You don't get it. You know, this is your two weeks notice. I'm out. And at that, this is many, many years ago, I decided to go into coaching. And originally I went in business with my twin sister. I told you it was a windy story. And we focused on working with high um, high, highly um, driven women in real estate, whether they were just agents, brokers, or team leaders, that was our focus because one of my side gigs was real estate. And my twin sister was an award-winning realtor as well. But after about a year and a half, I realized I couldn't work with my sister. This is my twin, my best friend in life. If anybody would have told me we couldn't work together, I would have said you're nuts. But anyway, so we parted ways. And uh, shortly thereafter, I heard a, a very clear call from the Lord to go in business for yourself, not just in real estate, work with all of, of my daughters, my sisters, his daughters, and teach them how to do what you've done in business. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. It's about who you believe yourself to be in me. And so, you know, faith is at the root of everything I do. and. Um, I, I, sometimes I can't believe how far I've come, but I want to tell everybody, and then I'll be quiet for just a second. And this is, you may say, oh, well, she must've come from money. No, I didn't. Oh, well, she must be well-connected. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I 
came from nothing, but yeah, I had a dream and I had faith and belief that if I just went for it big, that big things could happen. And so if it's possible for me, it's possible for you. I love that story. I can definitely relate to when I first started my business. It wasn't actually a feeling that anybody gave me. It wasn't a way that somebody had me feeling because of their action, but I just felt like I should hide that I am a mom, uh, that I should act like I have it all together and that, you know, yes, there's kids, but they're not going to be a problem. Right. But now I know to embrace my motherhood and to shout it from the mountaintops that I have six kids because it's a beautiful thing. I was just thinking this morning, how grateful I am that yes, there's the moments where I'm like, you guys, you just said mommy in unison and you all want something different. I'm one person. I don't know. Like I'm going to go to bed, but I was thinking about it this morning. Like how blessed am I to have these little human beings and even the dog, right? You walk into a room and it's like, that gets so excited. The best feeling in the world. And of course, you know, I have teenagers, so it, you know, that doesn't happen anymore, but the I just, I just love it. So I, I love to embrace it as it's happening. So thank you for sharing your story. I think it was fabulous. It wasn't too windy at all. I think it definitely painted the picture of why we should listen to you. You've been through it. You have been through it. I like it. So for those of us, for those of us listening who are wondering, Hey, the title of this episode is how to get from 10 K months to 50 K months. I'm just going to let you get right to it, Judy. Okay. I just, I, you, what you said just now, I just want to go back to my story for just one second and add something. Okay. On the, you've been through it. I was beat up by my first husband, neglected by my second and abandoned by my third. Okay. So look, you might say, Oh, three-time loser. Yeah. I was actually the name of a book I was going to write, but, um, <laughs> and I may still write it three-time loser in quotes, because look, I'm a winner in Christ. Right. So, but I just want you to understand that I have been through stuff. That's like an understatement. <laughs> okay. So the secret sauce of getting from those 10K months to 50K man months or 100K months, it all goes back to your identity. And people don't want to hear that. They want to say, well, I must not have the right marketing strategy. They're always looking for the right one. Like, like as if there's only one, you know, oh, this guru says this, this guru says that. I don't know. I'm pulling from here, there, and everywhere. But they think they have a marketing or leads gen strategy, and maybe it could be tweaked, probably no doubt, right? They think they have a sales problem. Oh, I hate sales, or I need to be better at sales. But if you had a belief, if you had belief <laughs> that, that you were an expert, and you had belief that your offer was freaking fantastic, and that if someone jumps into your program, that they would get the results that you're promising 100% of the time. And that you're going after your best client because you've identified them and you're calling them out in your marketing. But it all goes back to this belief. Who do I believe that I am? Well, that, that really is so mindset. I'll tell you, for the first many, many moons of my business, when someone would get into mindset, I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a worker bee. I work hard. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. It's not about the doing, it's about the being, you know, um, you know, be still and know that I'm God be we're human beings. And so, so many of my clients, whether they're just earlier in business or they're more established and they're really wanting to scale to multi six and seven figures, you know, and I, they keep saying, I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much. I can't work any harder. And then I say, that's right. Simplify. So there's identity and which to me is rooted in faith in Christ. And then last thing I'll say on that, as far as the secret juice is. I teach a sophisticatedly simple business model. 
I understand you could have this whole ladder of offers from 47 bucks on up to 40,000. Okay. If that works for you, but every offer is a business. And so I'm like the one, one, one principle. You can get to a million on one offer, one best client and one result when you're the expert in that. Absolutely. And I second that because there are some people that come to us as a marketing agency who they will on the lead call say, I want you to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, "Mm -hmm. sure. And then we get into it and it's like, if we just actually tweak this one thing, all we have to do is show up on one thing and just get to the heart and soul of what your ideal client or customer wants to hear and you're golden. We've gotten in, gone into accounts where uh, they have all these ads running. They are on all these different platforms, but none of it is like really speaking to their ideal person. Or we do have people reaching out to us, like you just said, Judy, that it's like uh, there's a, you know, a cluster and there's no judgment. It's all love. I actually get excited when we get into these accounts because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why it's not working because you do have so many things on your website, including that $47 offer, the link to call you. And no wonder you're getting so many phone calls from people who uh, don't uh, have the finances to ha- to hire you because let's, let's m- simplify it. And that's why we call it our minimalist method. So I'm so glad that you said that, Judy. So how does one give some tips on how one transforms into the being. Yeah, it took me a while to get it, years and years of resistance, as I said. But for for me, how I teach my clients, I'm a Christian, my clients are all Christian women. It's about who does God say you are? Like what promises does he have for you in his word? And then also the other layer more personally, what has he told you? Like I mentioned earlier that I had so much guilt about this ambition to go work outside the home. When like you, I knew my three boys were such a blessing. I wanted girls. (laughs) I kept trying to have another for a girl. And it's so neat. I look back now and I say, God gave me what I needed instead of what I thought I wanted. So it's just so awesome. But it's really, it really goes back to understanding who you were made to be. And so as we grow up, and I just told you about the stuff I've been through, I also went through, um, not depression, thank God, anxiety, agoraphobia, eating disorders, okay? But it's one of those things where it's like, that doesn't define me. Those were, you know, um, wrenches of the enemy, fiery darts of the enemy to get me off course. And so when we stay true to who the Lord made us to be, and we take off and surrender those insecurities and those horrible stories that we tell ourselves. We talk to ourselves in ways that we would never, ever allow even a stranger to talk to herself in that way. But yet we beat each other up all the time. So that is the personal like mindset work that has to be done. That's one thing. Then the other thing, as far as kind of more the being is tap into your brain. Like stop looking outside of you for that right something, the right script, the right offer, the right, is this the right thing to do? You know, we know more than we think we do in ways, right? We're out there desperately searching for the next, you know, shiny whatever. When really, if we just do, as I say, power think, go to the Lord, brain dump your your own experiences and like figure it out. Like, like, of course you should have a coach. I will never not have coach. 
because it's transformed my business, transformed my life. So I would never be without a coach, but even with the coach, I power think. And, and a lot of that is again, reflecting on, wow, what have I done to even prove to myself today, no matter where you are out there to prove to yourself, you are an expert and you do know enough. It really begins that simply. Yeah. I love that you said that you will never not have a coach. I, I thrive when I have coaches. I, um, I am a coach as well. And for the most part, when I'm in between coaches, I, I know that like you, I power think I meditate, I pray, put my hand on heart and okay, what, what, what's the next step here? What do, what do I, what do I need to do? Or what do I not need to do? Right. And really in that being, but having a coach, it really does get your mojo back. You have somebody for accountability. It's nice to have someone to run idea past. Yeah. You might have your husband, you might have a friend, but they're not um, in the right mindset all the time. Even though my husband's an entrepreneur and he's a genius, he's the smartest man that I've ever met, but um, he's just not, I know that sometimes I'm like, if I ask him, he's going to tell me something I don't want to hear. So it's nice to have somebody to uh, not just even, it's not even about answering, but it's about holding up that mirror to you so mm-hmm. that you seek the the path. I'm sorry. So that you walk the path that you're yeah. seeking, but that really God has created for you before you were even born. Mm-hmm. They give you focus. Like I find I have two containers, one uh, called my joyful six figures accelerator, where those looking to get to their first 100 K that's there. It's a lifetime program. And then I have my mastermind for those at six and multi six wanting to get toward the seven figures. And in any, either of those containers, I'm constantly pointing them back and focusing them. Mm -hmm. It's, it's focus. It is having a goal and having the step-by-step to get there and the strategies. And in a second, I'd love to, if you wouldn't let me, wouldn't mind, I'd love to explain the three scaling strategies because there's so much. Yeah, you- do it, please. But okay, you got to stay focused. Okay, so there's only three strategies to scale. Okay, first, the breakthrough strategy. This is your marketing, your sales, and your delivery, which is really all the same thing. You're delivering value. right? You're being unapologetic about who you are, what you do, who you serve. That's huge. And I just went through a lot there. There's so much more I could unpack there. But if you haven't yet identified a very clear, what I call best client, then all of your messaging, you may be getting close, but it's not quite there because you keep going back and forth. Should I, is that too niche? You know, be unapologetic about who you're working with, how you work and the results you get and who the heck you are. That's your breakthrough strategy. The second scaling strategy is your ops strategy. And this is the scary one, okay? It's it's all about your systems, your team and automation. And I know for virtually every woman I work with, they're creatives, they got tons of ideas and they, they're not really operationally minded. But as you scale, you need to have SOPs, you know, standard operating procedures in place. You need to have team. You can't do this yourself. CEO doesn't mean chief everything officer. So you need to have team. Uh, And then the third and final scaling strategy is your profit strategy. Okay. There's so many people talking about revenue. Yeah, that's nice. 
but how much profit is all going into your pocket? I mean, that's huge. So we look at the numbers generally, including again, revenue and profit and profit margin. We look at short and long-term planning and we look at strategic initiatives. So it's a very comprehensive, you know, scaling methodology. I call it my joyful scaling method, but that's all we really need to get to seven figures or even eight figures. Um, but again, it always goes back to the focus. Where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my dollars? Yeah. And for me, most of the time I'm spending it with my kids. So <laughs> it is possible for you to hit those income goals while not working on your business 24 seven. It's actually the key is to get out of that. Right, Judy? Yeah. I mean, and that's so hard if, if, if people are watching and they're like, I keep hearing that. What is the secret to getting it? It is believing you're there before you are. And that's not fake until you make it. And I'm going to give a prime example. We're both mothers. We love our kids. Guess what? When you were pregnant, you were reading books on motherhood and you were being a mom before you were actually a mom because the baby was still in utero. So I always liken it to that. So don't feel like I'm faking it till I make it. There is an element of like, I don't know what I don't know because I'm not there yet. But when I say power think, like if you're making a hundred now and you aspire to get to even a half a million dollars, then think, okay, if I were at that level and was making five times, you know, what I'm making, and that doesn't necessarily mean working with five times as many clients, but that's for another episode perhaps. But, you know, you really have to think, what would I be doing as a half million dollar business owner? What would I be thinking? You know, and, and then as far as the freedom, okay, what might that look like? Who do I need to bring on? And I see tons of mistakes with that whole team thing. <laughs> That's another episode too. I either see they under hire or they over hire and they do it without strategy behind it. And speaking of that, you have a free gift for those of us watching and listening that we've put in the link in the descriptions, the show notes, wherever you're watching this. What is that? That is my hiring guide. It's time to take the guesswork out of strategic hiring, whether you're looking for your first hire or your fifth, or you've been burned before and hiring feels hard. Or if you wonder if now is the time to hire, my guide takes you through every step of the hiring process in detail. You're going to learn who to hire, when to hire, what to pay and where to find the right people. And you have the link there, judyweber.co slash hiring guide. Download that. It is free. And I, I hope it helps you to really see the possibilities of, as far as getting your dream team in place. Beautiful. Thank you, Judy. And I do not want to forget to mention our sponsors who allow us to deliver these messages. And that is fifthroom.com. I'm a big believer of just like Judy said, act as if, right? Behave as the level of a human being that you know that God has intended for you. And sometimes that means creating the space around you that's going to allow you to feel in your high vibes, your grateful vibes, your energy of serenity. And when you spend more time in the great outdoors and create a beautiful space around you to allow that to occur, then fifthroom.com is your place to be. There's a link in the show notes, the descriptions, click that link, do your shopping. And on their website, again, if maybe you are like, hmm, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. They have a wizard on their website that does allow you to dream and dream big and create your dream space with their wizard. And then you can literally print it out, put it on your vision board and 
it'll happen like that with fifthroom.com. Thank you so much, Judy, for joining us. And um, until next time, guys, bye. <laughs>